Audio Rewind. Audio Rewind. You're listening to Audio Rewind. A few episodes back, I had mentioned that I was going to curate some of my archived recordings from, you know, years past and highlight them once again on my audio blog in a special series called Audio Rewind. Well, figuring that it's uh, we're right in the middle of a brutal Montreal winter, it is something like minus 23 degrees Celsius this morning, I thought I'd resurrect two recordings I did for a friend of mine on an audio-based social network I was uh, I was with years ago. Her name is Jane Boyd and she had originally asked for some winter driving tips at some point and I decided to record a, a couple of uh, audio boos, that's what they were called in those days, in which I gave some uh, winter driving tips and I hope they can be of some use to somebody these days. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Jane and my other audio boo friends. It's Slandy here. It is February 18th, 2014. I listened to a, an audio boo from Jane Boyd on winter driving tips, or rather, <laughs> her asking, her request for winter driving tips. Now, I'm sure that uh, what I'll cover has been probably covered by her husband, who apparently is from Montreal. So, that was nice to hear. And uh, she's already covered a lot of stuff that I was going to mention anyway. However, let me endeavor to see if I can uh, enlighten you with, with a few other tips. I would say the, the number one tip for driving in winter, in any winter conditions, is to slow down. I think that's the fir- very first thing I do in winter, when uh, whenever I'm faced with adverse weather conditions. And in fact, coincidentally, this morning it's snowing very lightly here in Montreal. It's stopped for now. And there's just a little wisp of snow on the streets. Just enough to make things interesting and slippery. Winter drive has varying degrees of the slipperiness of the roads. In a full blown out snowstorm, when you've got huge accumulations, you have to deal with obviously the loss of traction and loss of visibility. But there's also the fact that your car gets stuck in in snow drifts and, and so forth. And often if you're driving down the road, and especially if you're in a country setting, where you have long runs of fences with breaks in them. Where the wind finds those breaks, it often shoots out a delta of snow onto the street. And those can be very hazardous because you're, you're driving along on a relatively smooth, snow-laden road, and all of a sudden you come up to this delta of snow, which is maybe you know, six to maybe six inches to maybe ten inches higher than the surrounding snow. And oftentimes it's just your, well, here in North America, it would be your right tire that hits it first. 
And in England, if you were to come across something like that, it would be your left tire. Regardless of which tire it is, all of a sudden, one tire is going to have a lot more stone than the other, throwing the back of the car out. So that's something to keep in mind too, if, if you're driving in that kind of uh, environment. So I said slowing down, what else, what else would, would I recommend? Well, snow tires for sure. And also what I do every early winter is I do basically what I call my winter dress rehearsal. I will, the very first snowfall or maybe the second snowfall, if I can't get the time during the first snowfall, I will go out to an empty parking lot and I will purposely throw the car into a skid. I will purposely slam on the brakes and just, you know, just send that car careening across that parking lot completely out of control or seemingly. <laughs> of course, the, the idea here is to get a feel for what the car feels like when it's in skidding and out of supposedly out of control. Now, I say supposedly because the more you do this and the more, the more apt you are to, to become familiar with the sensations and the reaction of your car and its tires and its overall weight. You see, every car is a little bit different. Now, I did this the first time last year or late last year when, when the first snowfall came here in the Montreal area with my little uh, Scion IQ. I was completely devastated and disappointed because the car is so short, it absolutely has no length inertia. In other words, the back end, as you're coming around the corner, the back end isn't really that far back. So it really doesn't have centripetal force to bring, to try to, so that the back end is trying to come around to meet the front end in a, in a corner. If you, if you understand what I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but the longer your car, I think the more of that inertia you're going to feel, the more that as the front end takes the corner, the back end is trying to follow, but the back end also says, hey, I want to continue going in a straight line. Well, with this car, it doesn't really do that. So I can't have fun like I used to with my Toyota Echo, which wasn't <laughs> that much more of a bigger car. It really wasn't, but it was a longer car. Its length to width ratio was completely different than this car. So that's what I would suggest. That, that's a big advice I give to a lot of people is take the car to an abandoned parking lot or a quiet parking lot on a Sunday or whatever, snow covered, ideally, and very slippery, and just drive. And if you have a rear wheel drive, then just stomp on the accelerator, get that back end going out, you know, fishtailing, as they say, and then correct it. Now, how do you correct a skid? because I know Jane Boyd brought that up. To correct the skid, so let's just say we're driving down the road and we're doing a right-hand turn. So you're turning right-hand and all of a sudden, uh-oh, you feel the back end start to slide out. Okay, so the back end is sliding towards the left. Okay, you're going right, back end is sliding towards the left. Now, instinctively, you would think to turn more right because well, I, I want to go right. That's the worst thing you can do because you're just inviting that rear end to go around. So ideally, what you want to do is counter steer. So you actually want to steer a little bit towards where the back end is going. And what this will do is it will bring the 
back end, back end line. That's basically how you control a, a back end slide by actually counter steering. It sounds counterintuitive, but it isn't. And the best way I can explain this is go to YouTube and look up a guy named Ken Block. That's K-E-N-B-L-O-C-K, Ken Block. And look for videos uh, for Jim Canna. That's almost exactly the, spelled the way it sounds. Jim as in J-Y-M and K-H-A-N-A, Jim Canna. And he's a, an ex-world championship rally driver. And what he does with a car is sheer ballet. So if you, if you really want to see uh, what they call drifting in action, you got to catch some of these YouTube videos. And watch what he does with the front wheels. That's specifically what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here, is watch how he counter steers and how he controls the car with the weight of the car and, and, and counter steering to balance out the skidding of the back end. Now... There is a difference between driving a front-wheel drive car and a rear-wheel drive car. Now, Jane did speak of getting an all-wheel drive, which I'm not familiar with. I've never driven an all-wheel drive car. But what I do know is, depending on whether you're driving front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive, the cars will react differently on snow and ice. I'll come back with part two.